0: Disappointed. You know, we sat down a year ago, um, and you know we made a commitment to him. He made a commitment to us. Uh, we've done everything to support our commitment to get here today, um, and I'm disappointed.
1: Commitment, schmummitment. It's a business, and we found that out once again today. Willie Taggart out the door. The era is a one and done. Judah Newby now here with you on 1029.750, the game, sports chop, the chop himself. He's across the table from me. How you doing?
2: <laughs> Ooh, what a day.
1: Crazy day today. What a day. Yeah. Look, your dream job opens. Do you take it? You got to. But I don't think this was the uh, situation Willie Taggart envisioned this time last week. It probably wasn't the situation he envisioned uh, a month ago when it was the Florida job that was opening. And if you're Florida State, now you're going from Bobby Bowden to Jimbo Fisher to Willie Taggart. That doesn't seem to be a positive trajectory to me. I don't care how much momentum Willie Taggart has. On his, uh, on, the, on his personal trajectory as a head coach. But your calls have been driving the show all night, and they're going to continue to do that right now. Uh, Paul has been uh, waiting patiently. Let's go out to Paul. How you doing, Paul?
2: I'm good,
3: thanks. Um, you know, a couple of comments on it. One would be Willie Taggart has an overall losing record. Heck of a recruiter. He's got his, the juice, and he gets players in. Um, I'm curious to see what he does at Florida State. He's going to have a lot of recruits, and I don't fault the guy for going, but uh, I think he better be careful what he wishes for. But the guy that nobody's talked about that's kind of out there is, uh, I think it's Kingsbury out of Texas Tech, young guy, um, great offensive mind, because I think Levitt's going to follow Taggart to Florida State and get paid.
1: I appreciate the phone call, Paul. You can do the same, 503-417-7575. That opens up a phone line for you to get in here right now, taking your reaction to Willie Taggart ditching Oregon, saying so long to Phil Knight, saying so long to the money and the endless Mm -hmm. amount of support from the Nike swoosh and instead going back home to Tallahassee to take the Florida State job. He says... Cliff Kingsbury is a name that no one's brought up. That could be intriguing. I,
2: I love thinking outside the box. I'm going to stay in Texas. If we're thinking outside the box, instead of Cliff Kingsbury, and I know Texas Tech, not a small school, why not Seth Luttrell, North Texas? I'm beating that drum. What, you like that I guy. I do. What is it about All right, him? Here's the thing. You look at what Seth Luttrell has done, and first off, he is a Mike Leach Clone. I mean, he studied under Leach. He was Leach's running backs coach at Texas Tech. He's known as an offensive guru. He coached in the Pac-12 with the Arizona Wildcats for a few years. He also took over a just a dumpster fire in North Texas. Went five and eight in his first year. Nine and four. He he uh, played. Lane Kiffin, of all people, and FAU for the Conference USA Championship. Granted, they got blown out. But you're thinking outside the box. You don't want to go Lane Kiffin. Seth Luttrell, maybe. Seth Luttrell's got to prove himself at a bit of a higher level than runner-up
1: in Conference USA to get my attention for the (laughs) U of O job. But I like outside-the-box thinking. Shelby's in Happy Valley. What's good, Shelby?
4: Hey, guys. So my biggest concern when I look at all of this is that by the time that Oregon gets a head coach in place, we are less than two weeks away from the early signing period. And the issue is with that, you've got 60 to 70% of the top talent completely wiped off the board. Um, With that said, I think the only way to keep our class intact and and keep on a good run here is to promote Jim Leavitt to head coach because if he doesn't get that head coaching spot, I would guarantee you that he will bolt, uh, whether it be Florida State or somewhere else. Promote Cristobal to be the offensive coordinator. Keep him in that you know coach and waiting status for when Levitt retires because Levitt's not getting any younger. <laughs> Happy birthday Levitt, by the way, uh, today. Um, but I think that's the only way to to possibly keep the class intact.
1: Thanks for the phone call, Shelby. It opens up a line for you. 503-417-7575. Yeah, Jim Levitt does turn 61 years old today. He had a tweet two hours ago. Quote, always been honest. Never have I misled. Have great passion for the Ducks. Want to be a HC someday. Again, Lord willing. Flying back tomorrow, but tonight with my girls. That's Jim Levitt on Twitter moments ago. Uh, Crystal Ball is the best recruiter you have on the staff right now. He's the one that you absolutely... Must have for the next two weeks before now and the early signing period. Levitt, I would think, is number two on that list. Arroyo not far behind them either. Uh, let's go out to Clackamas, and that's where we find Brad. Hello, Brad. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. How are you? Hey, um, I'm glad.
4: She, I'm glad your last caller knew so much about Levitt, about his birthday and everything. But she should know that I think hasn't it been reported that he's already going with Willie.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's been what's on surfacing on Twitter. Now, yeah. um, John Canzano reported that as well, uh citing a source right. from Oregon that Levitt is going to Florida State. Um Rob yeah. Mullins didn't go so far as to uh say that himself in his in his pressure, but that seems to be where indications lie that Levitt is going to Tallahassee as well.
4: Yeah. You guys you know um Hit it on the head. It, this has been an amazing day. I, I, I wish it could either relive it or it, it will just never um just, just never go away, just, just to relive this day, you know, just to um, all day on the radio after after actually the last few days, especially today, just hearing all of the uh, snotty ass duck bands whining and being so so uh, offended by all this. Um, this is awesome. So keep up with the good work, guys.
1: Well, that's Brad and Clackamas. Uh, no shortage of hate for Duck fans. I do find it interesting. We were sitting here at this point last year. Both teams, the Beavers and the Ducks, both went 4-8. and eight. Beavers won the Civil War. Beavers finished with a better Pac-12 record than Oregon, technically. Finished ahead of them in the Pac-12 North standings. Unbelievable. Oregon gets Willie Taggart December 7th of last year. And... You know, immediately there's a jolt of energy, enthusiasm, and optimism. Here we are one year later. The winning team in the Civil War, won by an historic margin, 59 points. And it is that team that today, in the first week of December, is the one that's feeling discouraged, disoriented, sad, cheated. And does not have an identity. It's the program that just won Civil War by 59 points. That's the program that doesn't have an identity a week later. That's the nature of college football. Whereas the team that lost Civil War by 59 points, a week later, they're a team with identity and optimism. Even though they have got a way worse record and a way, way higher hill to climb to achieve conference and national relevance... Somehow that's the team. Somehow that's the team that has a greater amount of optimism right now. It's the team that lost Civil War by 59. You can't predict this stuff, man. You can't predict college football. Mike's in Portland. What's up, Mike?
5: Hi. Hey, first of all, I'm really uh, more of a Levitt or Crystal guy. I love the idea of Levitt head coach, Crystal ball coach in waiting, but. Moving on, got two names for you, neither of which I've heard. One, absolute pipe dream, but one, I think, realistic. Pipe dream, I'm calling Nick Saban and finding out if he wants a new challenge. It's worth a phone call. All he can do is say no. So that's not very realistic. Realistically, another name I haven't heard, Oregon Ties. What about June Jones? That's what I
1: got. All right. Thanks for the phone call, Mike. I appreciate that. Hey, look, uh, you want to call Nick Saban? All I can say is no. I just tweeted Miranda Kerr for a date. Still waiting on that. She hasn't
2: gotten back? Not yet.
1: But I figured all she can do is say no. Right. I I bet you she gets back to you. She probably does. One look at the mugshot. I mean, what's up, Droz?
5: Similar situation. It was with uh, San Francisco when they traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. They at first asked Belichick, hey, what about giving us Tom Brady? And they basically hung up. It's the same thing that could happen with Nick Saban. You don't lose technically in that situation. You're thought, right back to square
2: one. I thought you were going to talk about a possible date. Yeah,
1: I would uh, get a date with Tom Brady. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Um, You can call in at 503-417-7575. Willie Taggart's gone. How are you feeling now that he's got his dream job at FSU? And what are some names that you want to have considered? Think outside the box. Think way outside the box. Uh, I don't think June Jones, he's run his course as a head coach in college football as far as uh, relevant D1 program. I don't think that's a phone call you make. And God dang it, Oregon is not a stepping stone program. What is this? This narrative that's coming out all of a sudden because one guy is a one-and-done and takes a different job. The narrative that Oregon has become a stepping stone program is completely off base. I've got more thoughts on that coming up on the other side, but this is your show as well. Jutanubi here with you. PM Drive, 1029.750, the game. Chop here as well, as is Brandon Trolls. Willie Taggart's gone. Your thoughts at 503 417 More PM Drive coming up next on the game.
0: No decision to be made. <laughs> what are we talking about? You know I'm, I'm clear and talking to our, our, our recruits and, and our players and you um, know make it no bigger than what it is. What he explained to me was it was a, a place that he admired as a youngster and early on in his career. Um, And that was the one place that he admired. I don't know that I could assess. You'd have to ask him whether it was the only one. Um, But it was certainly one that held a special place in his heart
1: from a young age. I don't hold it against Willie Taggart for taking the Florida State job, but it's hard not to agree with Rob Mullins. There is a feeling of disappointment that Taggart is so quick to exit Eugene after just one season. I think it's safe to say objectively Willie did not handle this process well. I think it's also fair to say that's a tough position to be in because he wants to take his quote-unquote dream job. But as you monitor reactions from Duck commitments and most recently Duck decommitments, On Twitter, there's a fairly universal and common response of disappointment and surprise. Christopher Randazzo is a three-star athlete committed to the University of Oregon. He just put on Twitter that he's decommitting. Quote, first of all, I want to be 100% clear when I say I respect Taggart's decision. Taggart is trying to take care of his family and go home to Florida, and I completely get that. What really irks me is that four days ago, he sat in my house at my table and preached the Ducks to me and how the Movement 18 was the class that would set Oregon above everyone else. Not only did he do this to me, but fellow recruits as well. Not saying the head coach job is easy, but I don't get why he did that just kind of left us hanging, unquote. 503 417 your thoughts on Willie Taggart. We have one line open right now. Mike is on I-5. Good evening, Mike. Hey. Um, you know, you were saying before the break that you didn't feel that Oregon was a stepping stone uh, job. It kind of is. If you look what's happened to two of the last three coaches,
4: Used it as, a, as the next step, you know, looking for what's next. Uh, Chip
1: Kelly moved on, and uh, now Taggart is as well. So, And uh, the folks who are thinking that David Shaw is going to be coming out of Palo Alto, never, they've never been to Palo Alto because uh, that campus, beautiful campus to go from there to Eugene, Not going to happen. (laughs) It's Just not going to happen. Yeah, thanks for the phone call, Mike. I appreciate that. Sorry to cut you off there. Um, I think there's a difference between leveraging an opportunity at University of Oregon to take an NFL job where you have executive power and head coaching power. That's what Chip Kelly did. And in Willie Taggart's instance, he takes a dream coaching job in basically right damn near his hometown. To me, I would consider both of those – to be unique circumstances, and not... I, I would say those are the examples that thwart the rule and aren't the rule themselves. Five zero three Let's go out to Joel and Skippoose. What's up, Joel? Hey,
4: buddy. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. Hey, uh, I've got two names for you. Shoot. I know one's a, uh, another kind of pipe dream, but... Uh... And the other one, I say we rip uh, Jim Harbaugh out of Michigan, and uh, he did well in the Pac-12. I like that. And uh, the other one would be Peyton Manning. <laughs> Peyton Manning's waiting for a coaching job, buddy. I'm telling you, let's get him to college.
1: Okay, Joel, I like that. I like he says oh, one of these is a pipe dream. Jim Harbaugh and Peyton Manning. <laughs> uh, they're both pipe dreams. But I like the way you're
2: thinking, man. It, it is outside the box. It is
1: very With outside Peyton the box. Peyton
2: Manning. Um free pizza from Papa john's for everyone,
1: yeah, yeah, um, I like crystal I like Sumlin, I don't like leach i uh, I like chad morris at s m u but I don't think he's being he's gonna be included in this search. <clears throat> I like, and uh, his name is skipping my mind right now, but the defensive coordinator at Alabama. I like him a lot, too. Pruitt. Jeremy Pruitt. He was an assistant coach uh, finalist for uh, assistant coach of the year when Scott you know, Frost won it, and it's Pruitt in, has it, won a couple national titles. It's
2: interesting you bring him up because, I mean, I am a Florida State fan, of all things. He took that Florida State job and won him a title in 2013. And... A buddy of mine, who's also a Florida State fan that I went to high school with, we were talking about the opening at FSU. If Jimbo left, I said, Taggart's in. And he was like, oh, no, I want I want Pruitt. So he was pining for Pruitt. Yeah, Pruitt, it, if Pruitt wants a head coaching job, I think Oregon's got to call him
1: for sure. People mentioned Venables as well. Venables is one of those weird um, situations where I could actually see Venables being the lifetime defensive coordinator at Clemson. He is not necessarily given off a, a complete vibe of, I want to be a head coach someday. And I know he's been contacted by a bunch of other programs, but that hasn't really gone anywhere. Brent Venables could have had a head coaching job long before now if he wanted, and he uh, hasn't gone that way yet. Eric's in Portland. What's up, Eric?
4: Hey, not much, man. Um, so I, I can't be on the lane train. I'm sorry. Uh, he's like an addict. You give him too much money, too much media attention, and it's just not a good thing. Um, the one name that I do have for you, and just, you just know, kind of wonder what you guys think, um, Art <laughs> Riles. I know he's an older coach, and I know what happened at Baylor, but he had some amazing offenses at Baylor. He was great at recruiting, has ties to Texas, which has always treated us very well. What do you guys think about that?
1: Thanks for the phone call, Eric. Um, pretty safe to say that would uh, not work at Oregon, especially not at a state of Oregon school. Like the. both the Ducks and Beavers have been on the forefront of advocating for, um, you know, safety on campus and every all the influence of Brenda Tracy here in the state of Oregon. Uh the idea of mentioning Art Bryles with an opening is just, that's not going to happen, and it shouldn't happen, and it should never be mentioned again, with all due it, respect, yeah, Eric. Yeah, no, it won't. Um, that being said, look, I mean, court of public opinion is the court of public opinion, and Greg Sciano, for whatever you think of him and, and his role at Penn State and his legacy there, that cost him the Tennessee job. That was the court of public opinion in Knoxville. Uh, that cost him an opportunity to be promoted professionally. Yeah, Art Browse, good for him. He had great offenses, but he's ridiculously negligent, and that would put Oregon in a horrible position. As for Lane Kiffin, my opinion on Lane Kiffin is pretty simple. Oregon is a big boy job, and Lane Kiffin is a little boy. He is not mature. Bob is in Hillsborough. What's up, Bob?
4: Uh, Yeah, I agree with you. I think the head coach might already be there, Mario Cristobal. I like him, but... I don't know how Oregon messed up not getting Chris Peterson in as their coach, and I don't know if you could ever throw enough money at him and turn his uh, head around, but he soured on Oregon for some reason, and uh, I think Oregon missed the boat. Looking forward, um, I don't know if I trust Mullins to find the next head coach, and I don't know if I trust that damn search firm that uh, if they're using the same search firm that Mullins used – But here's the thing that's screwy. Mullins should just say, I'm resigning from the playoff committee because I could be in a tenuous position going forward, and I think he should be. Resign from that stupid playoff committee, Mullins, and get your butt in there and get us our next head coach. You better do your due diligence on this hire because if you get another coach that comes in there for a year or two and walks away, you will be fired. Uh, Evidently, Phil Knight must have given – Mullins his blessing on Willie Taggard, but um again, I go back to Chris Peterson. What the hell happened? How did we miss the boat on him? That's all I got.
1: Thanks for the phone call, Bob. Um you know, Bob, I i appreciate the take. I just you can't reverse engineer this guys and 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 <laughs> look, Chris Peterson, when he was hired by University of Washington, what was Oregon doing? They were promoting from within as they had for 25 years. No one had a problem with it. No one had a problem with it until Mark Helfrich failed to make a bowl game. Also, Willie Taggart was the right hire. Just because he left, he's leaving now, doesn't mean he was the wrong hire. And here's why. Jimbo Fisher is a top five coach in college football. When Willie Taggart was hired at the University of Oregon, was there any way to forecast that One of the top five college football coaches in the country was going to leave Florida State? No. The only way Taggart left was if he took the Florida or Florida State jobs. Was there any way to forecast this time last year when Taggart was hired that Florida State would be open? It's Jimbo freaking Fisher. Of course that was impossible to forecast. So don't reverse engineer this Taggart exit as being the wrong hire. It was the right hire. It was the right hire. They would have won 10 games this year with Willie Taggart if Justin Herbert was healthy. Some argue they're going to win 10 games next year. I agree. Schedule's full of cupcakes. Justin Herbert's going to be one of the best players in the conference, if not the country. As for Mario Cristobal, I am a firm believer in fit and career trajectory. Cristobal's stock is up. I know his only head coaching experience came at FIU, but since then, it's been nothing but positive things crystal ball is the biggest asset in the country as an assistant coach i believe if he takes a full on head coaching role i think his asset depreciates more on that coming up on the other side of this timeout. ryan sam jeff hang on the line we're going to get to you in a couple of minutes 503 417 75 75 more your phone calls on the other side as well judah newbie sports shop brandon joe's here with you pm drive 1029 750 the game
0: sat down a year ago um, and, you know, we made a commitment to him. He made a commitment to us. Uh, we've done everything to support our commitment to get here today. Um, and I'm disappointed.
1: Now as Rob Mullen speaking earlier today, your thoughts on Willie Taggart exiting and what names do you want to be floated in the circles of filling the vacancy at University of Oregon? as head football coach. 503-417-7575. Judah Newby here with you. Brain intros across the glass. From me as well we've got full Oregon duck coverage going all the way up until ten o'clock tonight. Your reaction to uh, Willie Taggart leaving and the ducks once more without a head coach for the second time in the calendar year ryan's in portland what's up, Ryan?
3: Guys, what a crazy whirlwind Almost two weeks this has been you know i got to be honest with you, I kind of went through a range of emotions um. Went through today thinking, all right, you know what? It's Willie. It's best for his family. He wanted to go back to Florida. That's what he feels is best for him. He's got to take it. However, after Rob Mullins came on and kind of gave us a little bit more perspective on kind of a timeline of things, when Willie got in front of the microphone on Friday and on Sunday and said, hey, you know what? There's nothing to talk about because I have never been contacted by Florida State. Come to find out that's a lie. I've got an issue with that, especially when you're going and you're marching in the living room and you're saying, hey, I'm in for the long haul. Commit to the Ducks. Let's, let's just do it the movement. To me, that doesn't sit well. And I wish Willie the best. I wish he would have handled it much better, though. And I think you guys can all agree that he should have. Now, some coaching names that I would like to see, and I don't think we can downplay the importance of Willie Taggart and the minority candidate and the role that he played going into the living rooms of African-American athletes and, and having that trust from their parents. I think that was not only is he a fantastic recruiter, let's not forget about that, but I think the minority influence there was huge. And I think if I'm Rob Mullins and I'm the Oregon staff, I have to see that. I have to see that influence. So I think honestly off the top, I think Kevin Sumlin is a home run hire. You talk about a guy since 2012 has had a top 15 recruiting class every year. And one of the big reasons why he got fired in the SEC is because he could not beat Nick Saban. Think about that and chew on that for a second. That's Nick Saban, arguably the most successful college football coach in the history of the game. Now, Second coach, I'd love for him to look at, Mike Leach. People say, oh, he's not going to work in Eugene. He's too awkward. Well, why? <laughs> why? Eugene is awkward. Eugene is hippie. Eugene is that. I think Mike Leach could be a fantastic candidate with resources there. A third name, a dark horse. And now you just, I want to bounce this off of you. A guy named Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer, been huge with the opening, is very connected to high school athletes in the high school game. Now, I think that could be a dark horse candidate and maybe a good candidate. Yes. He doesn't have a bunch. He doesn't have any coaching experience, but you never know.
1: Thanks for the phone call, Ryan. A couple of things there. Trent Dilford, though he doesn't have any coaching experience as a college football coach, all the stuff that he does with Elite 11 at least gives him some clout among aspiring quarterbacks out of high school into the college ranks, and he knows how to teach quarterback development. That's good. Uh, And I like the idea that you're thinking outside of the box. Mike Leach, look, some people are optimistic about it. Some people really like the idea of Leach, kind of an odd guy fitting into Eugene, an odd market. And if he can win in Washington State and Pullman, think of what he could do with the endless financial resources and support should University of Oregon throw that his way in Eugene. I think Leach could do very well. I just... uh, for whatever reason, I don't love it. I, I guess I like it. I don't love it. I'm not sure if I can put my finger on exactly why. I didn't even like I didn't I wasn't even in love with the idea of Jim Levitt becoming head coach at Oregon. People might accuse me of ageism. I think there's such a thing as being too old to be a head coach. And Jim Levitt, of course, today is his birthday, 61 years old, and he's got a crazy amount of energy. I just I, I wasn't sold on that. It's all that Pepsi. That's where all the energy comes from. Yeah, Pepsi certainly helps. I wasn't sold on that. I think Jim Levitt can be a head coach somewhere else, but I am a big, big believer on fit for assistant coaches underneath the head coach. And the way this coaching staff was structured underneath Willie Taggart it was fit to a You had Joe Salavea. Played defensive line in college. Played defensive line in the NFL. Coached defensive line with Washington State. Had him ranking top 10 nationally in tackles for loss every year. Gets a pay raise. Comes to Oregon to coach defensive line. Perfect. Mario Cristobal. Outstanding recruiter. Played offensive line. Played in the trenches. Head coach at FIU. Goes to Tuscaloosa to coordinate the best running game in the country. Learns coaching philosophy under Nick Saban. Learns how to build a running team. Learns how to build and instill confidence and toughness in the trenches. Comes to Oregon to coach offensive line and to recruit. His two best skills were his job description at Oregon. Asking a guy like Cristobal to take the step from a perfect fit as assistant coach to all of a sudden become the head coach of a Pac-12 school, to me, that doesn't scream absolute success. I still am most bullish on Cristobal as head coach than anyone else, including Kevin Sumlin. I'll explain why in a moment, but I don't think that guarantees complete success because I do believe there is such, such thing as being overextended and maybe Cristobal is the fit, but I would be more at peace as a duck fan with a candidate that has already been a head coach with success. And that's why Taggart was so good as for Ryan's point on the minority candidate. That is a good point. We call that being relatable And maybe that's code when there's an African-American head coach that's a good recruiter that has the ability to be relatable with young African-American athletes. That's a real thing. That's what we call relatability. And Willie Taggart scored 100 on the relatability meter and was one of the main reasons he was such a good recruiter. I'm convinced of that. I'm convinced that's partly why Arizona State went with Herman Edwards for that very same reason. Does Oregon kind of factor that in with their next hire? I'm not sure. Maybe they do. Maybe it's a matter of degree. If it's Kevin Sumlin, there's no doubting that he pulled in really good recruiting classes at Texas A&M. In fact, from 2013 to 2017, that five-year stretch, four out of those five years, Texas A&M had a top 10 national recruiting class and it was the best recruiting class of any Power 5 school in the state of Texas, including UT Austin, including Gary Patterson and TCU, including Baylor, including Texas Tech. Four out of the last five years, Texas A&M has been the top Texas team in recruiting. But where does it translate? I know it's the SEC West now. and not only, But someone has had five straight seasons of five losses. actually, sorry, four straight seasons of having five losses. Would you be able to live with that if you're a Duck fan? Four consecutive seasons of at least five losses? I don't think I would. That wouldn't cut it. Furthermore, Kevin Sumlin might be a good recruiter. What's Kevin Sumlin's history with quarterbacks? Johnny Manziel, Heisman Trophy winner, 2012. After that, revolving freaking door. Kenny Hill plays well transfers kyler murray five-star transfers kyle allen five-star transfers and this is an oregon fan base that's been complaining about quarterback development for the last god knows how long and if you want kevin sumlin to come in here and coach you in eugene he's not very good at quarterback development 503-417-7575. 503 417 Jeff is on the road. What's up, Jeff?
3: Hey guys. I was just wondering, uh, think about another unique character. what about Les Miles? Yeah.
1: Thanks, guys. <laughs> oh, Jeff, uh, he's gone. He, he gone. said it.
5: He's like, how how about Les Miles? Thanks, guys. He bolted.
1: Gone. Uh waited a long time to throw out the Les Miles name. Les Miles is pretty crazy. Drove's Miles or Mike Leach, from what you know of the two? Oh, I'm
5: taking Mike Leach. You know, you, you if nah, you have a guy... you're
1: just being selfish because you want the entertainment value. Well,
5: A, entertainment value, but you have a guy who can recruit to Pullman, Washington.
1: Eugene, Oregon, the
5: facilities they have there, that is a much better draw. You can absolutely
1: get kids to come up this way. 503-417-7575. Chip Kelly's going to murder the Pac-12 now. Ted's in Westland. What's up, Ted?
4: Hey, uh, I was just thinking, what about Jeff Fisher? Bring him down.
1: Why is that, Ted? I'm intrigued, but why?
4: Uh, Because he's, you know, everyone's been talking about him in the NFL, um, and no one really wants him, but he still wants a coach, and he's good with quarterbacks, so I hear.
1: (laughs) He is is not good with quarterbacks, Ted. I hate to break it to you. He is a defensive guy. He is horrible with quarterbacks.
4: Okay, that's – okay. I maybe have uh, smoked a little bit, but uh, I just, you know, thinking outside the box.
1: Yep, I don't blame you there. Look, no no answer is the wrong answer, and I apologize if I'm shooting you down, but I am encouraging thinking outside the box. It's just that Jeff Fisher, nah, he ain't a quarterback guru. Hate to break it to you. Jared Goff, horrible under Jeff Fisher. What does he do under Sean McVay? One of the best QBs in the NFL. Case Keenum, horrible under Jeff Fisher. What does he do with Mike Zimmer and Pat Shermer? Top 10 QB in the NFL. Jeff Fisher, not a quarterback guy. You can't go eight and eight in college football. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go there, that was nice. Had to. That was nice. 503-417-7575. Jake, stay on the line. Uh, Brian, you as well. We're going to get to you on the other side of this timeout. Judah Newby, Brandon Droz here with you. Your reaction to Willie Taggart exiting, and who are the names that you want Oregon to go to next with the head football coach. 503-417-7575. More PM Drive, yours next on the game.
0: Mario's the interim head coach. Um, He's finishing up a visit tonight. He'll be getting back to Eugene tomorrow. Uh, All of our other assistant coaches who are outstanding recruiters and have built great relationships are remaining on the road through this week. Uh, We're still going to have our recruiting weekend this weekend that we were planning on having. David Kelly is organizing all that. So it's business as usual
1: with Mario at the helm. Well, if that's business as usual, (laughs) that's a pretty good job to save face by Rob Mullins. Jude we'll be back with you on the PM Drive 1029750 the game. Willie Taggart's out the door. Duck fans are kind of clinging to the edge of their seats now with wanting to see the fallout with assistant coaches and recruiting. John Canzano reporting that Jim Levitt will go with Willie Taggart to Tallahassee. But as we sit right now, Levitt remains on the staff, presumably through the bowl game. Of course, Crystal Ball staying on the staff as interim head coach. Many Duck fans have called in already. And you can call the game hotline at 503-417-7575, thinking that Crystal Ball is the guy to become the full-fledged head coach of the Oregon Ducks. Do you agree with that, or is it somebody else? Do you like Mike Leach? Do you like the idea of Kevin Sumlin? Is there another big fish out there that you think the Ducks should be willing to swing on, or at least make a phone call to? Caller mentioned Nick Saban earlier. I tweeted at Miranda Kerr asking for a date. haven't heard back yet. That would be the same result with Nick Saban. But no idea is a bad idea right now. It's just that Oregon is in an unenviable place with their 2018 recruiting class. Now, regardless, they still have the talent to be very good next season. 10-win team next season, I am fully on board that train. It'd be hard not to win 10 games, if you're going to be honest looking at that schedule. I think the next hire, though, you've got to be looking at 2019 and 2020. And you never know, when you're making a head coaching transition, what, that's gonna, what effect that's going to have on your quarterbacks. Now, I know there's a quarterback recruit that is reportedly staying solid with the Ducks right now that Taggart visit, visited in Arizona last night. I think Tyler uh, Ho is his name, H-O-U-G-H. Shuck? Oh, Tyler yeah. Shuck. Okay, wow, I was way way off on that. Tyler Shuck is his name, but he's reportedly still solid with the Ducks for whatever that is worth. And the early signing period is in 15 days from now, so the Ducks' assistants got to get to work and try to salvage what they can out of this top 10 recruiting class because it's falling apart at the seams. Brian's in Oregon City; he's been waiting patiently. Good evening, Brian.
4: Good evening. Hey, long-time Minnesota Golden Gophers fan here. Um, recently moved out five years ago here. And i got to say, I was listening to Dan Brero on the K-Fan back in the Twin Cities, and something came up that seemed a little strange, just the way they kind of turned it on and turned it off when they were talking about it, and that was T.J. Flex. Um, I don't know if there's ties with Oregon alum or anything like that, but just the idea that I know that they signed him to a – Um, to an extension not that long ago, and he just stole uh, a 6'4", 360-pound lineman from a prestigious school um, for for a recruit that just swat switched. I'm just curious as to what the possibility of that would be.
2: Appreciate
1: the phone call, Brian. Um, P.J. Fleck was strongly linked to the Oregon vacancy this time last year. Strongly linked. Uh, I know our own John Canzano stood on the table for P.J. Fleck. He liked him a lot. I liked him a lot. But obviously, you know, Oregon decided that wasn't the fit that they wanted, and they went with Willie Taggart instead. For the record, I think Willie Taggart was the right hire. I don't think P.J. Fleck would have been as successful in Eugene in his first year as Willie Taggart was. Um, but the supporting staff was pretty ideal for Taggart, and it would have been pretty ideal for any head coach. P.J. Fleck did sign the extension with Minnesota, but it's just a one-year extension. It's a courtesy extension. Everybody signs those almost every offseason, just adding an extra year. Todd Graham was notorious for doing this with Arizona State. It wasn't until this uh, preseason that he didn't sign that extension, and ultimately he's shown the door after a 7-win season. I like P.J. Fleck. I wish him the best. I'm not sold on that idea, but... At the same time, he was a heavy candidate for this opening a year ago. You know, if that's a direction that Oregon would want to explore, I, I wouldn't hold it against him either. Let's go out to Tiger. That's where Evan is. What's up, Evan?
5: Hey, I just want to throw my two cents in. You asked for an uh, outside-the-box candidate. I want to throw uh, Neil Brown into consideration, head coach over at Troy. He's uh, got two ten win, back back-to-back 10-win seasons after uh, one year with growing pains. They hadn't been to a bowl game in four years before him and they beat LSU in Death Valley this year.
1: Yes, they did. That was a huge that was a huge upset. I love the Neil Brown. Evan, well done by you. I love that idea. That is someone that I think could work in Eugene. Appreciate the phone call that opens up a line 503-417-7575. How many people knew of Willie Taggart before he was in among the final candidates at for the Oregon job? You know, if you didn't go about watching a lot of American football, American Conference football—that is—you probably wouldn't know much about Willie Taggart taking USF to ten and two. But look, just because he leaves today doesn't mean he was the wrong hire. I gotta say it: there's no way there was no way to forecast that Florida State would be open right now. It was Jimbo freaking Fisher, top five college coach in the country. No way to forecast the FSU FSU job would have been open. So people calling in saying that it was a mistake to hire Taggart because of the risk that he could. Bounce after one season. There was no risk. There was no risk. Florida and Florida State have never been open in the same year. They were this year. It's just bad, bad luck. Bruce is on the line in Portland. What's up, Bruce?
4: Hey, I've got one more name to throw in the basket. Let's do it. How about Mike Norvell from Memphis? Well, Bruce. And a two record. They beat SMU. They beat Houston. They beat UCLA. Uh, they're going to the Liberty Bowl. I uh,
1: I've actually been on the Mike Norvell train myself, um, but I hate to break it to you. This afternoon, he signed an extension with Memphis for big money.
4: Oh. I hadn't heard that. I know, okay. but it,
1: it did not happen until this afternoon. So I, I agree. I was I was high on Mike Norvell myself, but um, in fact, having watched American football, USF versus Memphis, Taggart versus Norvell were great games <laughs> a couple of years ago. Those were some great games. Um, but unfortunately, it looks like Norvell is staying in Memphis. Bruce, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. That opens up a line at 503-417-7575. four one seven seventy five seventy five. Let's keep on going to Troutdale. That's where Scott is. What's up, Scott?
4: I was just going to mention Gary Patterson from TCU. I mean, I don't know how that would work out here, but what do you think?
1: Well, I got to drop you. The phone line's bad. Uh, He said Gary Patterson from TCU. Gary Patterson is one of my favorite coaches in college football, and I made that clear almost every time I've cracked the mic. Uh, Gary Patterson did not want to be talked to about this job last year. Um, Reports say that the Ducks reached out to Gary Patterson. Patterson said, hey, you know, no offense, but keep it. I'm happy. He's probably a lifer at TCU, let's be honest. Um, you know, I like the idea of someone that's got a Texas connection. Look, you got Taggart. He had the Florida connection. He recruited the hell out of Florida. People like someone because he's got a Texas connection and he was a great recruiter at AM. So maybe he can recruit the hell out of Texas and bring them up to Eugene. Maybe you can get somebody that has a SoCal connection. But I know Duck fans want someone that fits. Want someone that's going to be here for the long haul. Want somebody that's going to stay freaking committed. And someone that can recruit the hotbeds in SoCal, Texas and Florida. That's going to be a short list, people. It's going to be a short list. Is Mike Leach really on that list? I have a hard time wrapping my head around that. But you know what? I've been surprised by greater things before. Final segment for me coming up here on the PM Drive before I hand it off. 503-417-7575. More of your thoughts on Willie Taggart leaving Oregon and what does Oregon do from here. More PM Draft coming up next on the game.
0: these things take twists and turns. There's no specific timeline. Obviously, we've already started. Um, We'll be very thorough um, and we'll make sure that we find the the next great leader for Oregon football.
1: I'm still shaking my head. I knew it was inevitable that Taggart was going to leave by like Friday or Saturday. How it unfolded still surprised me. And now that it is official It's a tough spot for the Oregon football program. I'm not sold on any of these candidates. I'm not. I'm not sold on Mike Leach. I'm not sold on Kevin Sumlin. I like Cristobal the best, and I'm not 100% sold on that. The next head coach at Oregon's got to beat Chris Peterson. He's got to. Mike Leach is getting his butt handed to him by Chris Peterson every year. Now, I know that he'd have better talent at Eugene, I just don't like the optics of that. I think there's a psychology that Peterson has over Leach. I love the entertainment factor, but the results on the field speak for themselves. Peterson dominates Leach. Kevin Sumlin, good recruiter, really good recruiter. For the last five years, Texas A&M's had the best Power Five recruiting class in the state of Texas. Better than UT Austin. Better than Texas Tech. Better than Baylor. Better than TCU. Uh, Translate into any wins? Hello? Four straight years of at least five losses? Don't give me the SEC West. You had a five-touchdown lead at UCLA and lost. How about Kevin Sumlin, good recruiter, quarterback developer? Kenny Hill, transfer. Kyler Murray, transfer. Kyle Allen, transfer. All four-star guys, and the last two were five-star guys. When you have head coaching transition, we just saw it with Willie Taggart. It's going to bring into question your quarterback depth. Travis Johnson. Peace. See ya. He's not here to compete with Justin Herbert. Obviously, he didn't have a chance against Justin Herbert, but it was a competition into the spring. He, Braxton Burmeister is probably going to transfer. He's got no loyalties to the next guy. Unless maybe it's Ball. Hopefully Arroyo stays. So, Again, John Kizana of, uh, of Oregon Live and the Oregonian. Host of the Bald Fish Truth here noon to three. He's reporting that Levitt's a done deal to Florida State. He's got a source saying that Jim Levitt's going to FSU. Justin Hopkins, meanwhile, is refuting that, saying that Levitt has not decided. Rob Mullins refuting that, saying that he does not know if Jim Levitt is going to FSU. That's a huge domino. No doubt about it. That's a huge domino. And does, uh, does Oregon thus have incentive to give Cristobal the full-time gig, knowing that he's a fairly large recruiting domino in this ever fracturing picture of Oregon football right now 503-417-7575 Dave's in Vancouver what's up Dave
4: oh thanks for having me on sure um yeah I like that one caller saying the Memphis coach but you were saying he got an extension he did
1: big money deal for Mike Norvell to stay in Memphis as of this afternoon
4: so um I don't understand the how the contracts work uh the coach can walk away from a contract like Taggart. I don't know if they signed him for five years or whatever it was. He's walking away early. If they give him an extension, can't you walk away early on that too? Or are you? Or I don't get it.
1: Are you referencing Taggart or Norvell?
4: Uh, like Norvell. I'm just any coach. If they get an extension, are they more committed than they were with a regular long-term contract?
1: Yes, that's where we get into buyout territory. Um and buyouts are very, very spendy. In fact, Taggart leaving Eugene was not inexpensive to him. He had a personal $3 million buyout that he had to pay University of Oregon in addition to the $1.5 million buyout that he had to pay from the UCF departure, USF departure, excuse me. So Taggart cost him $4 million out of pocket to leave Oregon and take the FSU job. That's partially why he needed as much leverage wow. as he could get to get a rich deal. So unfortunately, Dave, yeah, signing extensions and new deals like that um, that certainly makes your loyalty meter intensify because it makes any yeah. possible departure that much more costly. Um, thanks for the but phone call. Qu- yeah, go I was, ahead. Sorry.
4: I, I was going to say, uh, what about the guy that I uh, forget his name, the guy at, uh, in Orlando? At Central Florida, doesn't he have an undefeated record right now?
1: Yeah, uh that'd be Scott Frost. He's at Nebraska now. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. 5-4-3-4-7-75-75. God bless you, Dave, but uh get on Twitter, homie. <laughs> I mean, come
5: on. And it brings a whole timing thing into this too, because you know, Scott Frost originally linked to Nebraska, and they were saying, okay, well, we want to see him finish things out with the regular season at UCF before we pull the trigger there. Well, he has his introduction yesterday at Nebraska, and then today the Oregon job opens up. Do you maybe think if the Oregon job would have opened up friday that maybe it's not frost a done deal to nebraska and then maybe phil knight throws some money and says hey how about coming here and it puts a little bit of a
1: decision on scott frost i see where you're going with that theory but i don't agree i I mean i don't think that that would happen necessarily and here's why first of all the seven-year 35 million dollar contract that frost was rumored to have with nebraska news of that came out like three weeks ago So I think the groundwork was firmly in place. I think Frost did a really nice job of keeping Mums the word on that for as long as he could, Uh, seeing UCF's perfect season through, and then taking the job in Nebraska. I don't think Frost wanted the Oregon job, and I don't blame him. I really don't. Did you see this? Bill Moose spoke to uh, Tom Chattel of the Omaha World Herald. Of course, Bill Moose, the former Oregon AD up until 2007, went up to Pullman, did some stuff with Wazoo, and of course, now in Lincoln with Nebraska, and just hired the aforementioned Scott Frost. Bill Moose on the Oregon job, quote, as good as that program is, as soon as it fell flat, their fans left them, unquote.
5: Shade. Shade. He, he's, he's throwing he's shade. Throwing some
1: serious shade on his former employers at University of Oregon. It's going to go out to Northeast Portland. What's up, Mark? Hey,
3: you
4: wanted to say something outside the box. How about Gus Bradley? Yeah.
1: <laughs> As a Seahawks fan, I don't mind thinking outside the box with a name like Gus Bradley. A lot of NFL names have been thrown out there. Of course, Gus Bradley right now is the defensive coordinator with the L.A. Chargers. Uh, are you a Seahawks fan then, too, Mark? Yes. I... Uh, I like the idea. He would be a defensive-minded guy coming from the NFL back into college, but I'm really wary of guys that just don't have head coaching experience in college. I don't think Herm Edwards is going to work out for what it's worth. Um, All right. Neil Brown from Troy. I like it. It's outside the box. He's a young guy that's been winning double-digit games in the Sun Belt. He's doing his thing, but he's from Kentucky. Kentucky. You don't think he's going to want the University of Kentucky job when it comes open? Sure, yes. Jeremy Pruitt, I'm bullish on him. Defensive coordinator at Alabama, but he's from Alabama. He's also most recently been an assistant coach at Georgia and Florida State, winning a national title at FSU in 2013 under Jimbo Fisher. That wouldn't really be a long-term hire either. Bill Musgrave? I mean, he's got coaching experience in the NFL as a quarterback's coaching offensive coordinator. If you want an NFL guy with OC experience, Bill Musgraves, a duck legend. Chad Morris, he's done a lot of good work with SMU. His stock is on the rise. Don't mind that idea. I don't think Oregon will talk to him. Kevin Sumlin, look, I'm on the record. Kevin Sumlin's a good recruiter. Bad developer of talent. Can't develop quarterback talent either. Post-Johnny Manziel, it's been a rotating door of QBs at Texas A&M for a variety of reasons, but ultimately it comes down to Kevin Sumlin. And by the way, Kevin Sumlin, if, if for those of you complaining about Willie Taggart as an in-game coach, Kevin Sumlin ain't any better. Did you see Texas A&M play UCLA? I mean, did you see that game? Uh, so I'm not t- super bullish on Kevin Sumlin either. And Mike Leach, I might like Mike Leach. But the dude gets dominated by Chris Peterson. You really want the next duck hire to be somebody that's getting psychologically and physically defeated by by Chris Peterson each and every year? I'm not so sure that's who you want. That's why I'm on the Mario Cristobal bandwagon. Greg's in Salem as we take it to the top of the hour. What's up, Greg? How
4: about Jim Mora? He's looking for a
1: job. Oh, my gosh. I hate Jim Mora. Professionally. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, Do you like Jim Mora, Greg, out of curiosity? Um, he's always been a
4: winner. He wasn't a winner in the NFL, but at UCLA, he did a pretty good job.
1: He did a fine job. Yep. Thanks for the phone call, Greg. Phone line is open for you at 503 Jim McElwain was rumored to have the Oregon job this time last year, and then he backed out. He went three years at University of Florida and was overwhelmed. Didn't handle himself well. He's from the Pacific Northwest. Is Jim McElwain a name you'd like to see at Oregon? 503-417-7575. Who's better? Jim McElwain, Mike Leach, Kevin Sumlin, Mario Cristobal. Give me your names. I'm walking out the door. You can follow me on Twitter, at Jutanubi, and tweet at us, at 1029thegame. More importantly, call us, 503-417-7575. More Oregon football coverage all the way up until 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. It's coming your way next here on 1029 game.